red. I'm telling you what I know. God's got it. to be stressed. Well, see, you just in there because you're riding, riding your bike in this nice chilly weather down the highway. You know, then the wind goes, goes, goes to your long before hair. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Anyway, we broadcasting uh, from Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio, Radio.com from beautiful Ferguson, Missouri at the Great St. Martin's Heritage Complex, uh, Maritime and Fields at the Master. And today, without further ado, we have our prayer with Reverend Adonai, pastor of the Walnut Melbourne Chapel Church, 5547 Lillian Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63120. That's the Walnut Chapel, Chapel Church, 5547 Lillian Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63120. And that's the pastor with today, you hear his voice, that's my voice, at the Walnut Park Bible Chapel Church, 5547 Lillian Avenue. In Missouri, 6120 in the Walnut neighborhood, naturally. Reverend Allen Lyles. Bow our heads. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful gospel. How did Christ die for our sin, was buried, and rose again? By continuing believing to the saving of the soul, continues to make heaven your home before you sleep and after you sleep. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We are already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for letting us continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of the truth. And Heavenly Father, we know that the Holy Spirit will continue to preach this wonderful gospel all over the universe and convict souls to be saved before ever too late. And Heavenly Father, as long as we're here, we got a chance to be born again. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for that. Because you are long-suffering. And I and uh, everybody in the radio name need to get saved before it's ever too late. And that's why we continue to preach this wonderful gospel. And we give great thanks for that in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.
at Purdue. Yes. <clears throat> You know, a whole lot of people, you know, uh, that I pray for every day, you know, and God is answering my prayers because we all continue to do what we're doing here. So, Rev, without further ado, what do you got for us today? Oh, the, the title today is in the book of Nahum. Oh, boy, okay. And I'll, I'll tell you what is in the Bible. <laughs> uh, the book of Nahum is N-A-H-U-M. Mm-hmm. We read in chapter 1. And the book of Nahum is, is talking about the holiness of Jehovah. Ah. The holiness ah. of Jehovah. That's why we can't be touched. That's why anywhere two or three gather together in my name and agreeing, he's in the midst of us and we on holy ground. And you cannot approach holy ground unless he permits you to. The name Jehovah, what it mean? You know what, uh, Ira? You know what I'm going to say Jehovah mean? And not the normal thing that everybody else said mean? I am that I am. <laughs> That's what it means. I am that I am. The burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Echoshite. God is jealous, and the Lord revenge it. The Lord revenge it, and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserve wrath for his enemies. Ain't that wonderful? That is wonderful. And you know, we could we could look at that boy and say, who was talking to, you know, the five who, the five W, who, what, when, where, and why. In all in this scripture, it tell you who it's talking about. It's talking about his people. What about the people? That vengeance belong to him, not to the people. And people always want to take vengeance on somebody. And, and you know, when you when a person don't forgive somebody and take vengeance on somebody, he ain't doing nothing but hurting himself. They think they hurt the individual, but no, you hurt yourself. Because see, God is a forgiving God. And he the only one deserves vengeance. And they go on to say, the Lord is slow to anger. When you slow the anger, you know what you're doing? You thinking. Think before you act. Because once it come out, you can't take it back. And great in power. And we're not at all acquit the wicked. You know, this book is, is to let you know that God is gonna, was saving Gentiles then as well as he's saving them now through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because Abraham was a Gentile. His name was Abram before it became Abraham. 
The Jews didn't come, his chosen people didn't come in until later. But he, cho he chose Abraham, but Abraham was a Gentile. And it said, not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord had his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. That's why I don't worry about no storm. When the storm comes, God is controlling it. We think man is doing it. We think the weather is doing it. God controls the weather. They ask, what kind of man was Jesus Christ to tell the wind to peace be still? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> he rebuked the sea and making it dry and dried up all the rivers, Bashan, Languish, Carmel, and the father of Lebanon, Language. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence. They, that's, that's why they can't stop them fires now. He burning that. God is burning that for a reason. Yeah, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in his fierceness of, of his anger? His fury is pulled out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. Sure is. And he knoweth them that trusted in him. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. What do you imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Affliction should not rise up the second time. For while they be folded together as thorns, and while they are drunken as drunkards, they should be devoured as stubble fully dry. There is one come out of thee, the imaginative evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. Thus said the Lord, though they be quiet, and likewise many, yet thus should they be cut down when he should pass through. Though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. For now will I break his yoke from off thee, it will burst thy bonds in sunder. And the Lord had given a commandment concerning thee that no more of thy name be sown. Out of the house of thy gods would I cut off the graven image and the molten image. I will make thy grave for thou art vile. Behold, upon the mountains the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace. O Judah, keep thy solemn feast, perform thy vow, for the wicked should no more pass through thee. He is utterly cut off. That's what's going to happen to the wicked. When you're in the Lord, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You know, you know the, the, ones, the ones that, you know, looking at what's going on, okay, you know, I, I know me personally, 
you know, I have a comfort in my in my in, you know in my dealings. Okay, and I see stuff, but I don't get upset. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm God's child. You know what I'm saying? And He just let me see His work and what He's doing. Amen. And it's like it's like it's like a manifestation. You know, uh, 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 what what we what you just read. And all through the Bible, okay, you know, these things are being constantly repeated over and over and over again to us, okay? And, you know, and I, you know, people aren't aware that all through the Bible, uh, the Jewish people was a, what they call a stiff-necked people. And that's called very stubborn people. Am I right, Rev? That's what Satan came in here, Lucifer. He came in to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what Lucifer do. God ain't that way. He's doing that right now. We can see that all right. around us. Oh, oh, Lucifer and Satan. And, and, and uh, Lucifer don't look like no little red man in the mask with horns <laughs> coming out of his head and a long black tail. He don't look like that. He look. He said he appears an angel light according to Second Corinthians, I think about the eleventh chapter, and it talks about that Satan coming to you as an angel light, just like people said. Well, I saw my mother, my brother. I I dreamed about them and all like that. That's the imitation of those people that you saw is Satan bringing them back to you because God said there's no more remembrance of the dead. Mm. So that ain't number Satan and his demon imitate your loved one to convince you to keep you deceived mm. so you won't accept Christ before it's too late. People at the cemetery, they go out there putting flowers out there. That money they pay for that flower, they can take that money and feed somebody's family that needs help. That's going to help, not where they helping at all. Just put money out. I know people's getting upset with what I'm saying, but that's all right. But, but God said that there's no more remembrance of the dead. I accept what God said. Y'all get mad at me all you want to. But God is the one that said that. But, but you know, Rev, one, one thing that, uh, you know, if they don't believe you, uh, when and the people after the weekend come by the cemetery on Monday uh, or Tuesday, and you will see those flowers that disappear. Yep. And, and where did they go? In the trash and those Yep. And that's, that's no uh, money. No, I can't say no, but at, at the same time, I said people have guilt trips sometimes. They lie, you know what I'm saying? 
about being, you know, uh, I mean, one thing real with you and Scott, you know, nothing personal, but when either one of you guys die, I will not get your funeral because I'm going to remember the good times that we had. All right. Well, my funeral's you know, going to be a and party I'm anyway. Remember, you know, yeah. you know, how much fun we had on the radio, how much fun we had together, you know, how we laughed all during the week, you know, talking about our families and stuff, you know. Scott on his motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah. You haven't even he, seen me the on the motorcycle yet. Scott, Scott, <laughs> you haven't even seen me on the uh, motorcycle yet, Brother Ira. Well, I'm going to see you, Scott. Don't worry. Well, I, well, right now, my doctor telling me I went to the doctor a week ago last Monday, and she has said last day, she said, I this, this virus is going to kick, going to get high. Well, guess what? She was right. This is one of the high, in Missouri. We had one of our highest weeks with this coronavirus new cases that we have since the beginning of the, beginning of the year. Yeah. And she said, yes, you know, you said you have, you know, uh, I have a sinus problem, you know. You know, and, uh, and as a matter of fact, my sinus is worse than most people's sinus because I like a fool. It's not a fool. Call me that. Sometimes you do stuff, you call yourself a fool. Uh, I went some years ago and had, had uh, a sinus operation where they drilled, you know, as a hole in your nose, guy. Yeah, that that doesn't sound fun. Well, unfortunately for me, okay, uh, a couple of years ago, about seven, eight years after I had this, you know, you know, the, the, the rich and the greedy, you know, what they had on CNBC, you know, that program. Well, I saw my my doctor on there that that drilled in my nose that he that he that he, that he was on there for committing fraud. Oh, wasn't that nice? Yeah, and I called my lawyer right away, which was more than five years. <laughs> There you go. And so right now, when the sinus, the sinus, you know, I'm extra, you know, and susceptible, you know what I mean? That's how my sinus always drains, you know what I'm saying? Yep, that'll do it so, to you. Yeah, but so that's why I say, you know, I, I don't want, you know, uh, you know, saying that I, I don't believe that this is real, and I'm going to, you know, I, I have what you call a respiratory problem. Yep. And my doctor, you know, you pay your doctors to give you good advice, you know, and, uh, and right now, uh, uh, he said, come back in six months. I said, yes. Unfortunately, there are bad apples in all uh, occupations. Well, well, Scott, I, well, now we, all, we, all know, we all know somebody that's in a profession, okay? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's some things that, you know, that, that reflect on. Now, that's how you like to talk about in the police department. We all got friends on the, who are friends. I know I do have friends in the police department. But one of my good friends, gentlemen, gentleman, uh, died here recently from the virus, uh, Colonel Hawkins, you know, on, right. the, on the police force in the, in the years ago, when he first got started, he was my bodyguard you know, when I was at that illegal sports, you know, with the, I, had, I had a professor in, in Ford Park. Right. He was in my security department. And, and you have friends you just, you know, who are dying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I bet. You know, and, 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 and but at the same time, some good people, you know, he was a good guy, you know what I mean? He raised to be a colonel, you know, in the police force. Right. And I got a whole lot of other friends of mine who I, who I grew up with sometimes, you know, who's still on the floor. I know they were good guys, they were good guys. Right. Well, that's the type of person you want to stay around is the, the folks that are honest to you and good guys. Yeah, I know one thing I was thinking about Rev the other day, you know, here in St. Louis, you know, uh, where, you know, he's on the you know, EMS, you know, uh, right. driving the Himalayas and down there. And, and right now, this, we, we got an a all-time high. Rev, you can attest to this, you know, you know in, in the city with the murder rate. But when it, 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 it is all-time high, you got to drive the Himalayas. Don't say it's what you, Rev. 
what did you say? Repeat that again. Okay, when they had the all-time record of murders in St. Louis, you were still driving for the city, weren't you? When, when the murders were high in St. Louis, you were driving for the city, right? Yeah. EMS. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And God bless you, you know, and now I'm glad you're not out there now because they now they're even crazier than they were then. Yep. But see, God, I was I was already I was in the Lord then, cause see, I got I got uh I got born again at the White Castle, February the sixth, nineteen seventy six. Yeah, I was I, I, I was in there and called myself teaching the people the word of God, and I was on my way and go bust hell wide open. And to this uh, police officer named Adolphus Hardy, he preached the gospel to me. And when he preached the gospel to me that day, I was, I've been saved ever since. And I ain't looked back to, no more. <laughs> I, was, I was glad he told me. He said, believe the death, the burial. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you pass from death unto life, right where you stand. And I, I had my Bible in my hand and everything. Teaching Sunday school, call my I was teaching Sunday school and all that, but I was lost. <laughs> And you know why I was lost, uh, Ira? Because they didn't preach the gospel to me. And that's what's hidden to people is the gospel. That's hidden to the people. They go to church and they read the Bibles and all that. But if you don't believe the gospel, all that is vain. Yep.
I just 
Folks that normally die in a year, there's less of those this year, or we're at a lesser point this year than we were last year at the same time. Well, Scott, I disagree with you. Okay, I just read off of just uh, about three, a couple of days ago. Well, the insurance companies are uh, insured by the re, they call reinsured insurances, and we have a major company here in St. Louis. And the problem they have is that. The people who are dying, some are young, and they're not paid as much money into the insurance company as the older person would be. And so that's where they're taking their losses at. If the young people are dying, we just bought insurance. But if the older people are okay, when they die, it's not so much they get to the insurance company, because they don't pay them 30, 40, 50 years in some cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so, I mean, so, so that's not a loss of them. It's the ones that get, you know, that's, you know, uh, you know not only this, that, the COVID, okay, but also from them being killed on these streets and around the world. In fact, I don't think it's down as bad as St. Louis and out in Illinois here. It's just bad around the world and, and in the country. You know, and, and these insurance companies, you know, when somebody dies, you know, some of the kids died, most parents got more than insurance. You know, and, and so that's, that's where the hit is taking place. 
And so, so that's how I say it's been a, a, a bad year, but they're saying, you know, the reinsurers are saying it's going to be a, a bad couple of years, but uh, they, are, they are prepared, okay, because they still exist, because they have, they have made preparation just in case like this took place, you know. So again, uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of industries, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, you see, you keep seeing the numbers changing, you know, about uh, just, just this past week, okay, uh, we had uh, we had uh, over eight million people, you know, who have uh, who have lost jobs, going into poverty. Because of because of the of, because of the virus that we have right now, and these are people losing jobs uh, that will not get a job paying the same amount of money. Because one thing that took place when people started the first wave hit, when people were staying home and people still working from home, well, it's, it turned out that a lot of corporations found out. Well, I'm, I like this because I'm saving over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't got to pay you know, no light and gas and stuff. You know, and so. That created another another problem for the real, realtors. Okay, a lot of companies had these big, big facilities. Well, they scaling down. I mean, so this is the thing, and they got to be passed on, passed on to somebody. So again, there's a lot, lot of things that are taking place. They're, they're moving things around, you know, and also it doesn't show how bad things are in our country. We have uh, been uh, the, the prime minister of in Canada. Excuse me, just closed their borders to the United States because, as far as they're concerned, this virus, you know, is uh, not being, not being, not being you know, dealt with because the numbers continue to go up, especially when it's the flu season. Scott, what are your thoughts on this on this herd mentality? What do you know? Can you talk, can you talk about that a little bit? Herd immunity? Yeah, herd immunity, yes, uh huh. Yeah, herd immunity is basically where. Uh, everybody gets antibodies from everybody else, and they and the uh, the virus uh, is not as strong against these anti uh, or these uh, uh, antibodies. So uh, COVID is le- less and less of a a, uh, a issue. It's less and less of a viral thing, as far as I understand herd immunity. Uh, so less people get symptoms, so, you know, they, they keep getting the antibodies, and so your immune system is, is, is the big player in that. Mm, well, 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 right now, Scott, I think as we look around us, the, uh, I, I know our numbers are growing, you know, it, you know no, no, uh, they jump and not just growing because the growth is a slow path. These are jumping, they're jumping you know, every day, you know. And, and, and look around ourselves in a lot of countries. Matter of fact, over in London, England, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, she made her first public appearance since March, you know, and uh, like she was in her 90s, we all know. Yeah. And so she just, you know, she just, you know, kind of went out, you know, and she talked about her, uh, one of her grandsons. You know, they went with her, you know, uh, to be, which that's going to be kind of interesting also. Uh, Prince Charles, you know, her son, you know, who's you know, the father of, you know, uh, Prince Harry, you know, Prince William and all those guys. Right. Uh, 
but uh, I kind of think when the time comes you know, for her passing on the, you know, the, you know, the throne, you know, that, uh, that, that one of the sons is going to get it, and not Prince, not Prince, not Prince George. I mean, yeah, uh, well, I think, you know, you know that's been expected I, I for a while. We know all his life to be king. But those are some of the customs around the world. But again, you know, they, they have been hard hit over there. Uh, their prime minister, you know, uh, hit, you know hit, was hit by the virus and stuff, you know. So again, you know, we are looking at this around the world, and everyone is taking it different. Uh, but as you go through the flu season, uh, it's, it's, you know, you know it's going to be worse causes. Not that, you know, uh, it's got you know, a lot of bad things that's taking place, but right now, a lot of people, you know, now you're going inside, and so being inside, you know, you're being able to, you know, pass the virus among the people uh, because, you, you know, you're in close proximity, you know, and, and then in most cases, you go in the house, and you're on the house, okay, you're not wearing a mask. So, again, this is creating, you know, some issues there, but so right now, we, we, we kind of watching a transition to the flu season, as the, as, as the virus is beginning, they call the second wave, and so that's uh, a bad, bad, bad recipe. Now also, uh, one person has been, been consistently. Dr. Fauci will be on uh, CBS uh, tomorrow on 60 Minutes. Uh, uh, you know, no urgent people. You know, he's saying the same thing. Continue to wear your mask. You have to wash your hands, and please get the continuous social distancing. Because that's one thing that's, that that we have we have found that does work. Because and we can find out as an example in the state of New York, early on they had shut down, and I know it's very hard for a person to be in business now. Nowadays, when business are shut down, because I came with uh, president for the state of Missouri, uh, a lot of my members I talked to one this morning, you know, and uh, he's suffering. Are you trying to get some assistance from you know, for, you know, from a bank? You know, and they said, "Well, your numbers not what you had last year." And he said, "Well, he said, well, yes, but but well, the but is the coronavirus or COVID nineteen. You know, it's it's hitting everybody now, so people are not buying. Uh, you know, you're not buying a lot of new cars, but real estate is going going pretty good. And, well, and it's kind of funny since people are not really. Uh, certainly, houses like they used to, they think, you know, because they're not sure about, you know, about the economy. Because uh, right now, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people expanding. A lot of people laying people off of jobs. And, you know, like in the, in the airline, when that took place, well, that created a tidal wave, of, you know, because when, they, when, the, when the airline stewardess and the pilots and all the workers, but especially the people that fly, well, all the hotels that they stay in, but guess what? They're not having rooms in no places. They don't have rooms. Restaurants are going bad because nobody uh, is going out to restaurants. Yeah, no, and nobody going out to restaurants, you know. And you know, and you know, and, and then you know that that's the restaurants. You know, but, but probably one of the few industries that was that was kind of rebound a little bit. But unfortunately, those were not the best paying jobs because a lot of them depend on tips. So people who not didn't have money. Unfortunately, they cannot do a lot of chipping, you know what I'm saying? Well, servers, uh, servers are allowed to get paid. If it's not a buffet-type uh, restaurant, they're allowed to get paid half of, uh, of uh, the minimum wage. And that's why it's important to support your uh, servers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, giving chips, you know, because, again, I'm, uh, I mean, I worked, worked real long in my, my little life, you know, uh, that, you know, uh, 
know, in the industry, you know, um, restaurants and, you know, lounges and what have you. And, you know, where, you know, where chips, you know, are very important in the night. Okay, because, like that's what I just said, you're not making a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and we all know it wasn't bad, but that's the job that we used to get. Yeah. And so that's that's what you did, you know. So, again, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and also one other thing that's been kind of, Positive for us, okay, has been in the grocery industry, you know, you know the, the grocery stores. You know, uh, this, you know uh, this is taking place. As a matter of fact, you know, early on, there was a bunch of people about getting toilet paper, you know, and napkins and stuff like that. Well, that is coming around again because now uh, the people being inside more this season and all that good stuff, you know. And so now there's another rush on, on, on those type of supplies, you know. And, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, here in St. Louis County, uh, uh, we have a fight, for lack of a better description, between the uh, county executive and some members on the county council who have to be Republicans who want to challenge his power. So as far as mask mandates in St. Louis County, we all must wear masks outside. And our treatment in the cities in, in, in St. Louis, they have gone down there, okay, you know, gratefully for that. But in the county, we take up a little bit, but... In the grocery stores, the head of the grocery union said, please, don't, no, 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 let, the, let the county executive people continue to wear masks. Because if you're in a grocery store, Scott, real, you know, you know, uh, you, you net eight dollars a day, and sometimes ten dollars a day, and and then people come in without the mask, you're gonna be like a, what do you call it, a super spreader all around the place for us. I mean, so there's a lot of things that you know that create other things that you read about. Matter of fact, uh, one thing talk about the mask. Uh, governor Christie, former governor, uh, I should say, Christie of uh, State of uh, New Jersey. Well, uh, he was a uh, president in the debate, so he was going to the White House, and he and he wouldn't wear his mask. But he said, "I wear my mask everywhere I'm in the White House." They told me they were they were testing everybody, so I, I took a chance and I, and I and I caught the virus, you know, and I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. So again, that's another, another testimony for the for the virus and also for the mask and also uh, Miss McConnell. You know, he's the uh, you know uh, speaker, uh, not speaker, majority leader in in in, in the Senate. And he says that he wear his mask when he goes, and one reason he goes to the White House down there because he, he says it ain't funny. He says they don't wear masks down there, and and, and, and but he's up he's up in his late seventies. Like I, I'm in my early 70s, you know, and so we kind of look at the small things like that. That kind of, you know, make sure that we obey our doctors. My doctor told me, I'll come back in six months, but again, continue doing what you're doing and wearing your mask. Because right now, she had told me this about two weeks ago, that this thing is going to spike. Well, guess what? She's right. This thing is in the last two weeks. Okay, we'll start a big jump. And I'll stay, and I'll stay alone. And something that don't make sense to me, Scott, and we all live in Missouri, me, you, and Red, that that contact tracing is where people go behind a person that, that has the virus and then try to almost try to figure out, you know, who they may have got it from so they can so they can be tested or they can be treated. Well, in most states, okay, that's been working real fine, but in Missouri, our governor and and one of uh Form it out to uh, get it out to, you know, has get it out to somebody in another state. Whereas these are good paying jobs that we need here in Missouri. You know, and I've got, like I said, he does a lot of things 
that's that that seem to be anti anti Missouri because contact tracing is not something that's you know, uh, a difficult job to do. You know, the phone and call somebody uh, and, and get the information. You know, and find out. You know, uh, who. You know, I mean, so these are these are things that everybody should be able to understand that this is something real nice here. And also, uh, this past week, uh, we were we, we we had a chance to see uh, and I call them duo for the second time in history, by the way, duel in town hall league where President Trump had one. Uh, he was on NBC, CBS, and CNBC, and uh, President President Biden was on ABC. Was well, it turned out, uh, President? Trump was on three networks, and uh, the first president was on one network, and he outdrew him. So, so that's it. A lot of people are interested in what is going on in our, in our lives right now. And one of the people I know that's, you know that's watching what's going on in our lives is our young people. And so today is the third Saturday in the month, and that means we have Miss Cheyenne. How are you doing, Cheyenne? Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you? Well, life is good. How you been doing? Tell me something good. Oh, um, well, I've been planting uh, pumpkins out, and they're starting to sprout. Oh, okay, come on. <laughs> well, let me tell people first of all, okay, I've been here out before. You know, Cheyenne in, in Kansas City, Kansas, right, you know, right outside of you know, Kansas, right across the river there. And we have a family there. They have a little land around them over here. So they're not in, not in the inner city, am I right? Well, it's right by it. It's only like five minutes away. I planted at least, I didn't want a big one, a big garden this year, so I planted about five. Okay, and all came up? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Okay, so you're going to be cooking pumpkin pies and uh, you're going to be carving the pumpkin also? Yes, that's my favorite part of this uh, time of the year. Okay, okay, so. So right, that's what people in Kansas are doing. See, and see and now let me ask you a question, okay? You know, as as we saw this, you know, oh my God, a couple of months ago, the idea was, you know, to get your opinion, your generation opinion, about what is going on in the everyday world that we all live in, and we all we all older, and this is older and younger, but we wanted to get a young person perspective about. How are they looking at life today, and what are we missing? What should we be saying? So uh, this week, let me ask you, we just talked about these debates that we had a few minutes ago when you came on air with us. What are your thoughts about the presidential debates, you know, and the fact that uh, <laughs> President Trump didn't want to uh, do a virtual, when anybody doesn't know who was on virtual, he, he didn't want to do that. So what are your thoughts about, 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 about virtual debates as well as in person? Um, when I watched the first debate, I had to turn it off. It was terrible. It was just arguing, and they were just going in circles. I didn't want to waste my time on that. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I, so I was watching what people, other people were saying on Facebook. They couldn't believe how outrageous and unprofessional it was, which it was highly unprofessional. I mean, whew, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Well, out of the two candidates, who, who was the most unprofessional? Who, who, what'd you say? Regina, two candidates, who was the most unprofessional? Trump. Okay. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, what, 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 what is some of the things that you saw that you as a young person you think that, that should have been addressed, that wasn't addressed? Okay, so I didn't watch a lot of it, but I can tell that they, they didn't touch on a lot of topics that are really prevalent to this day. Like, did they talk about any things about police brutality and what they're going to do about that? And then, um... They talked around. I kind of watched the base, you know, they say it was hard to watch. But I'm like... Yes. But no, I wanted, if I had a discussion, okay, with somebody, I could say, you know, we can have a discussion about it. But no, they they didn't talk about crime. In fact, like the most crime thing they talked about was this Q9 situation now, where it is that uh, uh, President Trump was, I was asked to denounce, you know, hate groups and, and Hispanic groups. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he refused to do it. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that part. And he... It said he finally, after he got COVID and was extremely sick, denounced it. Like, what good does that do to any of us if you're going to de- you won't denounce it on national TV? Well, you know, you know, that's one reason they have the national debates, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody, everybody, you know, where you, where you have you know, like, like 15 or 20 million people watching, okay? some people who died and for him to have oh yeah he had that little little parade where he waved at people at, while being sick yeah. like it, it's it's unbelievable when I'm watching uh, what's going on uh, right now like but can we really be shocked anymore <laughs> yeah that, now that, now that, you know you know what I'm saying that, that, that you know that uh that's one thing that uh, I find it hard, hard to, you know, you know to, for somebody to tell me, they can see the difference between somebody, somebody say I'm undecided. You know, when, you know, you know, like, you know, you, you can just look at, uh, hear what is being said. You don't, have, you, don't have, you don't have to look at it, okay? You can just listen to what is being said. Mm-hmm. You know, because, right? um, go ahead, go ahead. See, I, I remember... Back in 2012, uh, I had this great auntie. She's born in the 1920s. But I remember when Obama won the second time. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like, she was happy, but she was really worried for the future, okay? She was like, oh, they're going to, uh, she, she told me that something is going to, um, something's going to happen in the future really badly because Obama won, because people are very mad because of that. And we're living this right now. You know, you know, your grandmother, you know, one of the things that, uh, that people know, whether they want to admit it or not, anything that had Obama's name on it, okay, 
President Trump made his business okay to, you know, to, uh, you know, to do away with it. Whether it, did, oh, yeah. whether it did good or whether it did bad, it didn't matter. And now one of the things now is this, uh, you know, uh, you know, this healthcare situation. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court, you know, and like I said, mm-hmm. but back to what your grandmother said, we have had the most hate in the last four years after Obama left office than we have had, you know, and I guess we always had, have had hate, okay, but now it's more in your face, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's blatant. It's everywhere. It's blatant, it's blatant right? You know, it's like the Ku Klux Klan. You know, I kind of grew up with the Ku Klux Klan. You know, in the South, you know, where they would, you know, they would, you know, hide out, you know, and they would have these roles. They would have these secret meetings and what have you. You know, but they would. You know, they would, you know, you know, very subtle with you, sister. You know, I talked about the Ku Klux Klan. You know, in 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 the daylight, okay, or in the paper on TV. But nowadays. It's, 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 they try to kidnap the governor of, of, of Michigan. Yeah, and you can, like, if you go online, you can see it everywhere. These people are getting more bold per the day. And and you see, um, I think a bunch of people are becoming, uh, how do I put this, radicalized, okay, by some of the right stuff. You remember that 17-year-old who shot those protesters in, what was it, Wisconsin? Okay, in Kenosha? Kenosha, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know when they had the, the, the guy had the rifle and killed two people? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, uh-huh. He, he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. What makes a 17-year-old go out... Travel across state and shoot two people. Yeah, and, and get a and, and get a gun. First of yes. All, and then you know, and then travel. You know, what was his parents at on that? Yeah, that's the question that came to my mind. What were your parents at allow you to? You know, for you to just you know, walk in the house with a gun and get in your car. You know, and you know, and you know, and matter of fact, just just did you mention that uh, right now? Uh, uh, they uh, they are trying to uh, you know, they were trying to charge him in, in Illinois, not in, in Wisconsin. And right now, uh, he will be tried in Wisconsin. By the way, you know, his lawyers were trying to change it around. But but mm-hmm. that, that was a sad thing of affairs of a young man. You know, you know, you know. But again, he's a 17 year old that could walk down the street, okay, with a, with a with, that was just a rifle, okay, just a high power high power rifle. You know, and right by all the police officers, their hands up, you know. In the case of Michael Brown here in St. Louis, they come to back here, okay? You know, and he had his hands up, you know, and he got killed. Yeah, yep. And that's a total difference right there. Uh-huh, because, like, the thing is, like, nowadays, with all this information out, okay? Mm-hmm. These people can join whatever group they want, but if they get too much of that, what they call it, fake news stuff, and they start believing it, mm-hmm. that's when it gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, after this election, no matter who wins, I'm going to be worried. Like, I'm going to be worried that someone's going to retaliate, like, a day after the election. And I'm going to stay inside. Like, 
What's that, Ira? Personally, I think that's probably a wise idea. I hope everybody does, and there won't be any uh, fighting. Prophecy is being fulfilled, and uh, individuals don't understand how it's being fulfilled. A lot of things is happening because of the evilness and wickedness of man himself. If a person really realizes how wicked they is and find out, they'll change their they should change their way. That's why a person needs to be born again. Believe the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the solution to all this chaos out here. Is to be born again. A new creation in Christ. You have to be. Any other thing, everybody, saved or unsaved, got to trust God. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I don't care who you are. Of what we you all agree on that. We all can say amen on that one. Everybody amen. got to trust God. And that's the only person I trust is God. All this other stuff is counterfeit. But I trust God. And I advise everybody else to trust God. Accept Christ before it's ever too late. Well, well one of the things that uh, we all know, God gives us common sense. And I think what I was a mop of babes, you know, the Bible says, well, you know, Cheyenne is a babe. And out of her mouth, she says, stay inside. And I'm going to be taking her advice. So, Cheyenne, right now, okay, that is some advice, okay, and I think, you know, that should be well taken, okay. But now, having said that, uh, uh, what, 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 how, what, I, I don't know if we spoke about this before, but what, what, what were your feelings? You as a black, young black black female, okay, what were your feelings when Senator Kamala Harris was as a black person, okay? Let me tell you that. I was like, wow, this is... Huh, I didn't expect to see this that soon. Right right now. <laughs> Especially how things are going. Well, as soon as my lifetime, because you know, um, how I say this, a lot of people are still very racist against and they're very heavily anti-black and you, you know, the craziest thing was I still see uh, people doing blackface. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, yes, I do. I seen it on TV about a week ago. Well, that, that, that's but, no, it was um, international. Okay. It, and so these people definitely have blackface. It was the craziest thing. I've never seen anything like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh -huh. And so I'm happy that she's there. Mm -hmm. Very proud okay. <laughs> as a black lady. Because I think it gives hope to the younger generation. Mm 
because the more smarter you are of uh, solving a solution or problem through conversation is much better than hurting one another. So let me ask you a question, okay, uh, Cheyenne just said, okay, about the judge, you know, the word, the, the N-word, you know, was used, uh, and she felt it was okay. What are your thoughts about that, Rip? You know, you was the only black man like myself. You know the word, you know what they call the N-word? I ignore it because you have to be wise concerning that. You're not that way. You know that's not you. Why are you getting upset about it? Okay. And a soft answer turns away wrath. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yes, that's, that, that is, well, in fact, right now, we have, I think, you know, uh, just as much as we have heard the, the N-word as we watch, you know, these, these demonstrations that you have a lot of policemen on the front, black policemen, they're okay, of being called the N-word, and they're, they have been very calm, you know, and I commend them for it. You know, and a, and a lot of white folks been called some names too, okay? And I gotta commend them for it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they call them, they, was a, uh, you know, they got you know, a whole lot of different names we get out here. And that's why I say, you know, as kids, okay, we just sense that uh, uh, words, you know, uh, can't break my bones or something, they said, you know, words, uh, I don't know, they had a little rhyme for that, okay? It's the six of stones. You know, break my bones or words do something like that, you know? And so right now, you know, we're uh, in a society. Hey, 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 uh, Ira. Hey, Ira. Ira, this is the saying, Ira. It said, sticks and stone may break my bone, but talk don't bother me. Okay, Cheyenne. So, anyway, so, Anna, Cheyenne, right now, okay, with her being a female on Supreme Court. What are your thoughts, okay? Because that I can pass, she's going to be in your life more than our lives. You know, since she's a young, very young lady, and that's going on the Supreme Court. Matter of fact, she's the first lady to go on the, you to go on the court that, that has a family. You know, and, and you mentioned that about her family, having not one, but you know, a couple of young, you know, young kids. You know, how, how do you see that as you know, affecting you know, her ability to be a judge? Honestly, I, like, it's so close to election, I don't think she should go through. Because you remember back in 2014, I think, no, 2015, when Obama tried to um, nominate a judge, right? And then they were like, no, it's too close to election, even though it was like a year. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't think she should get in at all. Well, you, you know, Shannon, I kind of share the same thoughts, okay? Uh, you know, especially... Uh, this is going to be very costly, I, I think, okay, to Senator uh, Lindsey Graham, who has been, you know, who has said out of his words, you know, he the one said she <coughs> uh, should not, you know, know that, that no one should be nominated that close to election. And not, not only him, okay, you have a lot of senators that still, still, still now, you know, you know uh, in, in the Senate, who all agree that, you know, that Lindsey Graham back then, that uh, no one should be doing their clothes, and now they call hypocrites for like a medicine right now. So how does that make you good about politics? You know, because people know their words not mean anything. Oh, I'm, I'm not shocked by any of this. Uh, since the past four years, you see that people, um, people are pushing what they want to be pushed, 
and ignoring the laws, right? Because I think what's happening is that the Republican side knows that the the system is inherently corrupt in some format, and they know the loophole, right? But you have these Democrats who are still trying to fight the right way, like, quote, unquote, the correct way. When we, we're watching this all just crumble down, right? Mm -hmm. No rules are getting played correctly. And then you have some of them um, Democrats who are like, well, it's okay. And they're not fighting as strongly as I would like to see. <laughs> I should say so. Wait, wait, like, you, you know, Sam, one of the things that, uh, and I said this about President Obama when he was in office, okay, uh, he tried to, tried to do everything, you know, to have, you know, in a, uh, you know, in a, in a nonpartisan way, and that he wanted to have the Republicans agree with him when he did things. When they always said they want to make him a one time president, mm -hmm. you know, and they're going to vote against everything that he, that, that he tried to do. With what they did do, and the one thing they got that, that, that they got by them, they feel mad about now, is the support of a care. Yep, and, yep. And, and, and that's why you know uh, they changed the name of it, but, was, uh, but I'm saying anything that had Obama's name on it, whether it was a good good law or bad law, they're going to change it. They're going to try to. See, right now, I guess one of the things that show you how right we are when they uh, try to deal with immigrants and and and, and, and the DACA people. You know, where all mm -hmm. people came for, you know, and, and Trump changed it. Didn't have any kind of plans, you know, no, 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 to replace it with. Like right now with the health care, we have yet to hear of any, any plans to replace, you know, the for the health care system. We don't know, we don't have a slight idea if it was voted down to the Mass Supreme Court uh, no, next month. What would be the alternative? Yeah, talk about that. I love when you talk about that. Missouri, I know you ain't Kansas, and we're in Missouri. I know it's a difference. Okay, 
But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, Al Gutner, uh, you know, you know, cut health care, you know, about a hundred something, you know, uh, kids, you know, there's no need mm-hmm. kids, you know, and even right now, uh, the, the voters came back, you know, and repealed what, what, you know, what, you know, uh, what they voted, voted down, and now he will yet to implement, you know, the, you know, the benefits that, that, that we should be having and stretching right now, that he still haven't to be anything about what the voters, voters decided to really want to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and it, it is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy because um, because she also had have to add up how much the medicine cost. I think that's what happened to her. The medicine was really expensive, right? Mm-hmm. And this happened at the very beginning of the stuff, mm-hmm. like back when everything was kind of enough. So the medicine was expensive. You had to wait in a room. It, everything add up, and we had to send her money. Wow. And she almost went homeless twice. Wow. And it, it's just heartbreaking. How many people are like this right now? And, like, if you, I think they said it's extremely hard to vote if you're homeless, right? Because you don't have um, an address. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, a lot of people are getting evicted, losing their houses. And that's going to disenfranchise how many voters? Well, you know, you know, Cheyenne, you know, something you just mentioned there. In California, we have all these fires out there. And mm-hmm. a whole lot of people don't have addresses no more, you know. They, 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 yeah. They get to move. I mean, there were millions of acres of land that were burnt. But inside those millions of acres of land was a lot of, a lot of uh, homes that... They don't talk about, you know, the damage you know, to the homes, okay? They just talk about the damage to the land where the, the people, you, know, you saw all people running for their lives. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Going to shelters and stuff. And then uh-huh. coming back, you know, you got you know, whole, whole of the town that's been totally wiped out. And so yeah. they're voting now, what are they going to do? Yeah, these people have lost their whole livelihoods in just a matter of days. And like, the fires, I think, like, this is also part of climate change, which definitely needs to get uh, talked about more. Yeah, I was going to ask you, that was my, I want to on my list to ask you about this climate change. Uh, as a young person, you know, uh, you know, again, again, that's digress again. Uh, we were, we were one of the, not that we, our country was one of the leaders for years, okay, in climate control. Because right now, you know, uh, here in, in, in St. Louis, I should say, we have one of the, well, not just St. Louis, the, the, the world right now is having one of the, the hottest years on record. Yep. I want to go back 147 years, okay, but you know, right now we're in second place, but the year's not over yet. Yeah. You know, because here, here in St. Louis, uh, we just had 800 degrees a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was 80. And that's really strange for October. If you look, 
uh, if you look on the coastal states, right? You're from uh, Louisiana, right? Louisiana is eroding away. I looked at a current map of this, and I couldn't believe how different it is. I was very shocked to see how much eroded away. I was like, and they're not putting, they're not updating any of the new maps to show the damage of the stuff. If you look at the new map of America, it's shrinking. But Now, one thing I can tell though, 
We've been having hottest hottest summers in fact. Yes. And, you know, and we've been having no no no, no warmer winters. Which which is tell us something. Oh yes, for sure. A couple of years ago, oh, I went to a seminar uh, put on by the state of Missouri with the environmentalists that they've had. And this is about three or four years, mm-hmm. about four years, about five years ago, I guess. A big one with me. And in it, okay, they were predicting weather for the next year, right? Coming hurricanes are going to have, blah, blah, blah. And it just blew my mind, you know, after you know, about a couple of years, I went back. And I looked at the map, they were right on the money, okay, about how climate change was going to affect us. That we had we had more, more tornadoes, you know what I mean? You know, in, in, in this area, you know, and we had less rain, you know, for a while there. And like now, Missouri, is, we in a drought here now. Which the farmers are having a hard time right now, you know, they, they, they need big crops. They call that geography. Yeah. And so that's how our prices are for our you know, and these are things that are constantly, you know, it's like this in New Orleans, down in, 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 in Louisiana, this erosion of the land takes place every day. Every day, you know, the, the water is washing more and more than the sand away down there. I mean, if you don't get a break, it happens every day. <laughs> every day. Let me ask you another question, okay? There's a young person now. Uh, how are you looking at uh, this early voting around the country right now? And you see the people coming out, you know, the ones who think. Personally, I, oh, I, I am excited to see this take a place, you know? Well, um, I noticed that there's long lines mm-hmm. around the country, but, and I have a sister who lives in Atlanta. And she talks about how her friends voted and it took them hours. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm I'm just looking at this and it looks like voter suppression across the country. <laughs> like well, everyone's like, and they try and make it a feel good story instead of talking about the issues, mm-hmm. which is definitely voter suppression. And then in Florida, they have this, um, they allowed the felons to vote, right? The people with felonies. But they have like this sort of poll tax, which I'm like, hmm. Uh, uh, poll tax. I, I know lots of kids in Mississippi. They had the poll tax, and, and people out of where that was a little test that would give. Matter of fact, it was even worse in Mississippi because if you went, if you went in Richmond to vote, okay, they had to come back in a couple of days, right? Well, that 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 that, that night, okay, you have somebody else out there wanting to from the Klan, scaring you, telling you, don't vote, don't vote. And then you, if you went back to vote, okay, they don't ask you some questions and say you could never, never would be able to answer. Mm-hmm. How many jelly beans in a jar? <laughs> people laugh about <laughs> that, but those are the type of things, okay, that people had to deal with. Yeah, and like, it's crazy how they still, um, they can't legally do some of this stuff. But they're definitely doing voter suppression and using old laws to do it as well. Did you hear in California, um, they have fake, uh, what are those things, mailboxes?
And so the law uh, was allowed to ex- ex- expire during Obama's term in office. And since that time, and, and that was put in place, okay, for the southern states, because everyone knew, okay, that they would do like, like last election cycle, uh, in, in, I think it was 2018, that the uh, attorney general for Georgia, you know, not the attorney general, yeah, yeah, attorney general, uh, no, Secretary of State for Georgia took off a half a million you know, of black people off the rolls when he ran against Abraham. Well, he, he won by the same amount of votes people he, he did not vote into. And so that's why in Georgia now, you see people right now get out very early. One thing I would say, though, uh, you know, if you watch these lines, the majority of these lines are people with black folks, like down in, down in Houston, Texas, okay? They had uh, over a million people voted in, in one day. That is unbelievable. Because down in Texas, okay, they traditionally have been one of those states where they have suppressed the vote. But to have over a million people vote in one day is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, See, I, um, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And I'm glad that people are voting early. And... It's like right now with the election, I can't tell how it's going to swing because, again, again, we have to look out for those swing states. Mm-hmm. Is the ones I'm pretty worried about. Well, what Cheyenne, you know, uh, one of our presidents, someone said, and look about it, okay, uh, always. You know, if you're having a doubt of who you should vote for, please, you know, just vote your pockets. You know, who's going to benefit me? You know what I mean? Who's going to help me? You know what I mean? Who's going to help put money in my pocket? And right now, you know, you watch these uh, people, you know, give me just these conversations. That this uh, coronavirus, okay, is having an effect on the, on the election because Previously, people, you know, couldn't would be at work. They couldn't get out. And, they couldn't get out and vote, you know, during the week or something. Ah, uh, yeah, they couldn't go out and vote. Yeah. And so right now, since they don't have jobs, you know, uh, you know, there's nothing to do. To be honest with you, what I mean, so this to them, it's, it's an hour. Like, like, uh, mm-hmm. first lady Obama, Michelle Obama said, take your lunch, you know. And I'm seeing people right now with backpacks who have who have lunches with them and stuff, you know. You know who you know who you know you know who's standing in line. And the point I love, love about it, not once have we heard anybody being upset or disturbed about waiting in line. It's all been very yeah. peaceful. Oh, yeah, it's been peaceful. And, but it reminds me, uh, about 10 years ago, I remember uh, watching some elections over in, in uh, some foreign countries, and they were allowed to vote for the first time, and they had lines that were miles long.
you know, where in the past people love for Americans come to come to our country. Work 
buy a house, buy a car, and go to college without unbelievable debt. Everything's inflated except the thing that did not go up was minimum wage. Yeah. Why, why? I looked at my, my oldest sister, right? It cost $300 for her to go to um, community college. But it cost me $3,000 for the same classes at the same community college. Wow. My friends who go um, to Howard's, right? They pay almost 30, they're uh, going in debt, but for tuition there is $30,000. These people are going in debt. And housing is so expensive nowadays. And I think this is due to gentrification and stuff like that. We can't afford any of that. You got our great friend, uh, go by the bathroom. Chuck DeVoe is just joined us, Chuck. That's your friend, you like you, Cheyenne Hubbard. When you saw Chuck, and she come into a conversation we have with the thought that she talked about her future. What are your thoughts on that? Or what we even her? Let, let me, uh, Cheyenne, let me just say, God bless you. You are an angel. <laughs> and you have a, you're a guiding light. And for us, you're a pulse, a heartbeat of society. You know? Um, <laughs> Amen. It, it brought tears to my eyes to hear uh, your disposition and the challenges that you have that are no different than a newborn child coming out the womb gasping for air to breathe to live your life to the right to life the situation at large is dire however it's the reality we live in the offset to this and and, and maybe I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna kind of go around the 360 degrees of it. On one hand, people don't want you to get educated. On another hand, they don't want you to want to be educated because they're trying to, and this has been going on ever since the beginning of, man, of, of time and racial disparities and just one person having upper hand on another and how can they keep you down? And, uh, what you said, because <laughs> when you said three hundred dollars, I was like, "What? Where is that?" You know, three thousand dollars. That was uh, that was me back in uh, the '70s at a state university. Uh, that you know, you could get you could get through it. You could get by it. My son went to prep school. Prep school is essentially high school equivalent. And he, there were a lot of reasons why we chose to do it. He went to a, one of the top public high schools in the country, but he wanted to go and do what they call a PG postgraduate year so he could play ice hockey in a competitive environment and possibly get a college scholarship. But the tuition there to do that was $40,000. We've got private schools around here. We've got private, private schools around this area that uh, 
elementary, middle school, high school, whatever, it's 20000 and up a year. And some of these people got, you know, two, three kids in there. They'll probably get some kind of deal. But to, I, to get to the bottom line, what is it? Well, we're starting to reach a, uh, a point where enough is enough. And, and, and I say that from the administrator standpoint. So, for example, you started hearing about schools like Harvard and some of the other Ivy Leagues that they were so endowed that yeah. they could give free tuition. For years. They, 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 can, they can give free tuition. And on the other hand, and while we're talking about free tuition, you got these folks over here in, uh, what do they call it, uh, 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 Academic Gate or something, but they're paying $500,000 to try and get their kid into school so it could be a resume kind of thing. More you know, so I can say I went to Stanford or Harvard or I was, uh, you know, I did this, I did that. But they had the money and that's what they're doing with it and that's how... It was. On the other hand, a university like uh, Howard University and the other HBCUs, that tuition is one thing, but unfortunately for them, that was that's the primary revenue source. And with their tuition, they're like, "Ooh, we got a tuition. We got this in. Or this student can pay it." Or, heaven forbid, uh, you got in, but now something happened, and you between. Uh, Christmas and New Year's, you're not able to pay that next uh, semester of tuition. Uh-huh. And they're like saying, I'm sorry, son, but you know, you, you don't have to pack it up. We can't, you know, it, it gets cold. It gets cold real fast. So uh, one thing that in this awareness or this uh, uh, enough is enough and people try to do things. So the university, uh, in some cases, they're like Harvard, uh, is trying to make it so it's free. <laughs> but the joke is, free to who? There's people that can afford it and don't mind paying it and got it and and, and spades. And, and, but, you know, should it be free for them or not or how? So they're trying uh, and to what degree and evaluating the quality of the effort. On the other hand, uh, Jeff Bezos' wife, uh, her name will come to me in just a minute, ex-wife. Ex-wife, yeah. Yeah, the ex-wife, she... Who owns Amazon? Yeah, uh, yeah, the ex-wife of the founder-owner of, of uh, Amazon gave away $1.7 billion to HBCUs. Now, that sounds like we ought to be able to get some more people in school, and, all, and maybe it will, but those universities have not been participating or able to participate in the endowment process. A lot of these universities have $500 million contracts with the government for research and all sorts of types of things. You know, developing uh, medical applications for cannabis or research or this COVID stuff. A lot of these tests and things or the laboratories that are doing them are are not all privately owned. Some of them are university and and maybe they're a private university.
you know, there was a time where even, even I raised my hand, I was like, I don't want to go there. What's that? You know, you, we had these stigmatisms about where you went and what you went. Well, now, and, and again, I'll bring my son into this. We started off with prestigious private schools. We were paying the money, and we just got to the point to where there was so much mess within the, uh, the academic parts of it to where I think he, he was telling me the other day he, wrote, he rewrote one paper nine times and got so frustrated with the nitpicking and the uh, double standards of how he had they, – they did one of them things. He had a, a classmate. Of course, he was of a different uh, ethnic persuasion. And they traded – changed papers and traded – put the – Changed the names and one handed in one paper, the other handed in the other paper. And sure enough, his paper that had been un- submitted under another name got the higher grade. Mm-hmm. And when he submitted so, under another so, name. What did they tell you right there, Sean? Yes, that, that, that young people are smarter, smarter than you would give them credit for. And, 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 but, you know, this is a, a kid that. I totally instilled upon him. You have to be your own best advocate. You go off in these situations where there's nobody like you, nobody really cares about you. We're not from uh, a, a, a big bank account family where we can donate money to the school, or I'm, and I can't pave the way for you. You're gonna have to go in there, and you're gonna have to do what you can do, the best you can do, and walk away from it and know you made your best effort. Mm-hmm. And if and if and not be crying or depressed because we went to the Oscars and didn't win an Oscar when everybody that votes for the Oscar is of some club or some clique or some persuasion and got some alternative uh, 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 system or reason why they do what they do. <coughs> At this mm-hmm. point in time in life, right now, we're in a, I, I mean, it's, it's a genocidal cry- crisis. Yes. If we can't attack you on your culture, on your fundamentals, the same thing that the whole Willie Lynch uh, uh, strategy was designed to keep slaves down, the whole thing about, uh, well, you're going to praise your athletes and your and your uh, uh, rappers and celebrities and people like that, and you don't need an education to do that. You know, mm-hmm. one out of a million or one out of how many? How many kids are playing sports? You know, there's an NCAA commercial about how many kids participate in the program, but only a handful are going pro. And even at that, that if your life is going to be balanced by what else you've got to go with that, education-wise or culture-wise or whatever. So we've got these other issues. They don't want to let you know about um, some of the more successful business people or doctors or when we talk about scientists and inventors and how many of them were truly black that were working in the uh, companies and in the laboratories, they don't want you to know about that. But it's okay in that that's reality, and we're not going to allow that to stop us. We have not allowed it to stop us. And even more so in this day and age here right now, we can't allow the, the aggregate impact of this COVID crisis to be the genocidic effect or impact that it is actually intended or having to be. Now, whether it's an act of God or whether some things like how we help those that are impacted upon it, which is not an act of God, are part of the variables and factors that are coming into play.
but you caught me today. I, I, I'm uh, in a, a state of mind that I'm going down with all guns blazing. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to just roll over and let anybody. And I'm speaking the truth. And here we are within just weeks of an election. And man, I was seeing. I was seeing some folks like they were saying in Texas or somewhere. They were driving like 30 miles to find a, a, a early voting polling place or whatever. You know, all these things that go in to make your life challenging, challenged, harder, or more just to be basically fundamental successful. So going back to mm -hmm. Cheyenne and your generation, there are those of us that really care and are concerned. We're not yes. necessarily in a position to hand it to you, uh, gift wrap with a ball in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but, you, but you got to appreciate it in the sense of the sweat equity, the fight you had to put up. Look at what you did. Look at who you are and who you're becoming because you did not accept the easy way out. You didn't decide, I'm just going to sit home and uh, collect some welfare or whatever. They, you know, they used to give out velvet cheese as, as welfare. You're going to get a box of cheese and... <laughs> Aren't you happy? Aren't you good? Well, we're not accepting that. Some people choose to. That's the easy way out. And maybe they're going to have to do other things that maybe are illicit uh, on the streets or whatever to try to make ends meet. But those are the people right now, man, that are suffering the most because they're anticipating and dependent upon somebody else. That's, that's where entrepreneurialism comes in. Economic empowerment through entrepreneurial pursuits. It ain't easy, but nobody said it was being. It ain't promised to you, and anything worth having ain't gonna come easy. Amen, Chuck. I think we caught you in a right thing of mind that you just laid it out there for what it's worth. You know, matter of fact, I am right now. Graduated cum laude, you know, from school. You know, you know, you know, but now he's at the University of Missouri, Kansas. University of Missouri, Kansas, right now. She just got all A's, am I right, Cheyenne? Yes. So she's still, you know, being a, a good student, okay. And also, check I would tell you this, also, she also uh, is in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, doing, doing, doing research on genealogy. Matter of fact, she helped me do my genealogy in D.C., you know. Uh, but, I mean, so right now, she, you know, she's been into genealogy, and so right now she's trying to get certified to be a genealogist. I mean, so again, you know, she, you know so she's very actively trying to, do something make a difference, you know, in work our life as well as being on here uh, once a month, talking to people like yourself, Chuck, you know, you know, and you know, standing toe to toe with you and people like myself, you know, and saying, hey, hey, I can speak about people. I know how to talk to them. I'm not, I'm not fighting by nobody. Hmm. So I'm very, I'm very proud of her. Thank you. Ryan, <laughs> well, I, 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 I just, I'm gonna just chime in and say that. It doesn't matter where you're from, what you look like. If when you go ahead and you do that work, it's 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 really just like that movie, hidden hidden figures, hidden numbers, hidden figures. Where yeah, hidden figures. Yeah, they were going to the moon, <laughs> and they said, "Listen, man, this mathematics ain't right. We got somebody in here that can, there ain't no computer figuring this out." We need somebody in here to do these numbers and calculate how we're going to hit the moon and end up where we're supposed to be or whatever. They didn't want to see the 
those black ladies come in there, but they sure as hell needed them. They sure mm-hmm. the, the band said, I'm not risking my life out here. Mm-hmm. Same for the Tuskegee Airmen. Same for uh, Dr. Ben Carson. You don't know what color the doctor is. All you know is you want to come up, come back out of it, <laughs> and that you can have reliability and assurity in the care or the uh, advice or the leadership that you're being offered. And that's where if you just stay focused, stay pure, uh, can nobody take away from you what you learn in the process of, of reaching that goal. You know, maybe you weren't trying to be magna cum laude, you were just trying to be the best you could be. But lo and behold, look at it. Your potential is unlimited. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Keep going. And the good part about it, I love about it, okay, she's not sitting on her arms, okay. Well, guess what? This is what I was. This is what I am now, okay. And she's, she's so humble, you know, and and, and, and for her, always we have a conversation. She's talking about her cousins and stuff, okay. How they're doing things and how she's trying to get to help them do things also. And her friends. So she's not a selfish person that's you know, on the radio with us trying to be somebody that she ain't. Do you know that is a source of wealth? 
We don't have those mm-hmm. anymore now. They're like saying, okay, and particularly it was really uh, uh, tapped off when, oh, you got a black president now. Well, you don't need help. You yeah. don't need these government set-aside programs. You all have, are affluent. You have made it. And won't slice with a razor blade, box cutter opener. We cut all this stuff, and you don't need it. And quiet is kept. There has been the most significant erosion of civil rights and institutional or foundational elements that were part of our life, our world, that ensured people did kind of fall off the edge, didn't get pushed to the edge. And we're, we're going to see some serious, some serious uh, consequences come up and leaving people behind or uh, lack of empathy, being caring, you know, about your brother, caring about your brother. And I'm not talking about your ethnic brother. I'm just talking about your fellow human, human, humankind, human mankind. You know, we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot to answer for and a lot to address. You know, mm-hmm. Joe, you know Cheyenne is saying that uh, before you got on the program, that her grandmother said after Obama was elected, let's repeat that, Cheyenne, again, what she, what she told you. Oh, after Obama was elected, she was she was very happy, but she, um, from what she said, she's like, there's going to be some huge retaliation. And she said, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it's going to be bad. And that's what she told me. And I think we're living that right now, yep. obviously. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> Here we are, 
sitting and looking at who's going to do what, how are we going to do it. And we're having to be confronted with, well, how are you going to get there if we take away your car or if we take away your ability to have a car? Or for that matter, for a few weeks or for now, for the right time, why don't we just cut out unemployment? Just cut it out altogether. So everybody's sitting there. Those people in, uh, where was that? They're chaining themselves to the courthouse because of evictions. Yeah, that's real. Those are homeowners. Those, those are primary homeowners that were worried about that, people with mortgages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they might be minorities or liberals or this or that, but, you know, you can look right there and see uh, the complexion and who they are and what they represented. Thank you. When it hits, when it starts hitting those kind of folks and they're feeling the pain, that's where you know, we talk about that lifeline, drawing that line right through the middle of the economy and those above it and those below it. Man, it's, it's, we, we get by and they buy in time, but the other shoe's about to hit, drop. You know, the, 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 the dirt's about to hit the fan. And I think, Chuck, you know, uh, you know, you know, you're not spoke to a word that the other shoe is about to hit, you know, and Cheyenne. You know, one of the things that we always have, when you two get together, we have so much fun and that is so much uh, that Cheyenne has so much wisdom, okay, and that it matches up with the wisdom that we be speaking every, every week on the program and, and that, that the young people right now are seeing I see it telling us, okay, hell, we want to be part of what's going on. We have a lot of people going right now in San Francisco today. You have a lot of young white kids out there, along with the black kids out there, in line trying to vote. And they're working together as a union now, and they're not being separated. Yeah. And you have most of the older people right now, the one trying to, trying to prevent them from getting together, and, 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 and it ain't working. Am I right, Cheyenne? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think that's what they said, what Chuck just said. You know, you're going to see more and more people like that like, who not back up, you know, losing their houses. You know, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they think they, they, put, they put their hope, you know, they, you know, they, they call to society, was like, I want a house. Well, those rights are being stripped away from them just like that. And that's not a good feeling to have. Well, Chuck, you can going to have the last word. Go ahead, please. We have to stop the hour here again. No, I just say uh, we're thankful to still be able to hold hands, talk together, work together. Everything is, is coming at us to drive us apart, uh, to, to dissect you from your roots, from your religion, from your economic sources, from your livelihood, to challenge the core of, of the very existence of the family structure and what we do. And uh, we're going we're to persevere, we're going to survive it, and we're going to be strong. And all this talk about the economy coming back and all that, well, there's going to be some comeback, but it's, it, it, unfortunately it may not hit the same number of people. The actual amounts of the economy may go higher, but the number of people that are included it may not be as high. And that's where we want to uh, be uh, studious and vigilant. But we're going to talk more about it in the coming weeks. We've got a lot of issues and things coming on. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening with us and being part of the family. Cheyenne, thank you so much for always being 
100% wholehearted and uh, just, as they say, keeping it real. And also, folks. And also, you can get this podcast by going to our website, you know, and all our podcasts. You know, you can get them there and they free of charge, you know, uh, you know, uh, in, in the whole program in its entirety. And on that note, I'm going to say, I think, I think uh, Scott, I think you're, you're the man that being really allows for me and for the team, Chuck and Cheyenne. Life is good. Thanks for listening to the HotTalkWheel.com. Thanks for having lunch with some Jim McCombers, and have a great week. Shoot.